This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, Microwave Massacre. They came for dinner to find they were it. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. Hotlanta. And I'm Troy. True Troy. I just drove in from New Jersey and boy are my arms tired. He took a wrong turn at Albuquerque. Other jokes. Albuquerque, Maryland. Yeah. Yes. There's less turquoise there. You're less turquoise. Yes. Thank you? No. <laughs> I refuse. And uh, boy, did we watch this. Hey, we watched yes. the right fucking movie this time around, so that was pretty Microwave cool. Microwave Madness, as suggested by supposed alleged real cousin, Brett Sontag, two-legged bringer of destruction. It, microwave Massacre. I'm so sorry. No, Microwave Massacre Madness. Chris likes to call it microwave madness. I do. That's what got us into this fucking mess last week. <laughs> no. Microwave madness. Yes, yes, it was. That is what got us into this mess. Microwave so madness. We watch microwave manicure. Mmm. <laughs> With the sequel, microwave mannequin. Macrame mania. Uh. Middlemarch meth head. It's pretty good. Mid-March meth, yeah, I get that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Checks out. I don't have anything else right now. It's Chris's turn. Oh, Yeah, Chris, oh, it's your fucking turn. Uh, Come on, hit us with some gold. Hit, hit us with Come some on, gold. Come on, do it, Shakespeare. Magical Makoda. I ah, see. Makoda, what is that even? <laughs> Madoka. Yeah, I said it wrong. Makoda. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy. Malamute mustard gas. <laughs> That's three words, though. No, it's not. Mustard gas is hyphenated. Okay. No. Uh, I think my Sh- mustard gas is fucking hyphenated. Mustard gas last night. Holy crap. We She cleared a room. <laughs> Literally. Yikes. Yeah. Everybody just got up and left. And uh, Chris is a dog fart. Come on, read your book. This movie. He's a whole network of them. <laughs> you are a whole network of dog farts, you fucking weirdo. This was uh. Did you go back to dog fart town where they want you? This was tailored for Slaughterhouse Princess. Oh yeah, like it sure it's been was. a while since we've had like a movie that this was. That, that just hit every that checked every box on our criteria, but yeah, this totally did. Yep, it's short. It's weird. It's cheap. That's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) Bam! Um, Yeah, yeah. And it was made. That was the other. That's the other big one. Yeah, they did make it. It was a produced film. What? Um, How does this movie start, Chris? Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, we're going to have to do that eventually. 
Uh, it starts with leering male gaze. Oh, boy. And a lady in a red dress and no bra. And they make sure to let you know that there is no bra. How? By fixating the camera right there for like 15 minutes? Yeah, the while first, she walks down the street as the first up and downly as possible. 15 minutes of this hour and 15 minute long movie. <laughs> Just don't make sure you, that you know that I mean, they human give you like females have breasts. Too, don't they? Like, and this one yeah. is not wearing undergarments. It's for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, this this yeah, the opening is just like, hey, you've heard of the male gaze? Are you sure? <laughs> Did you know that female anatomy exists? Check this male, out. Male gaze, hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> and uh somehow or another, this young lady gets groped through a hole in a fence at a construction site. Somehow or another, well, no, no. nothing. She, she she sees a hole. In a fence around a construction site. And then that man she, comes up and grabs her posterior. Yeah, she bends over to look in through the hole to see what's going on. A guy grabs her, her rear. And then and one nineteenth of a second later, both of her boobs are through the hole. And they're yes. having, I'm assuming, paid sex. Yeah, I, I can't tell exactly what's happening on the outside of the wall. Because you're now only seen from the inside. Where her breasts are now stuck in the hole. Yeah. And uh, this catches the attention of the construction workers. Who goes to seemingly, I don't know, kind of seems like he wants to rip them off. I'm not sure what he was going to do. He was just going to push them back out to help her. No, I don't think that's why. I think he was going to do anything but that. Oh, he wasn't your friendly neighborhood construction man? No, he had that Tex Avery look in his eye and he was running over there to, I don't know. Whatever he can get a hold of. I was kind of surprised they did not play yakety sax. <laughs> While like him, like the two construction, like one construction guy notices, takes off like at a full sprint, like hurtling any construction materials in the way. Didn't the one of them like kick somebody over or something? I think so. The second guy notices and then takes off at a sprint too because he doesn't want the other guy to get to the boobs first. He wants to rip them off and mount them on his wall first. Yeah. And it should be mentioned, the construction workers seem to only construct dirt. <laughs> they do yeah. nothing. <laughs> we see, like... Well, and it's funny, because like well, those two, while those two and... are doing that, the the main character pulls out a sandwich with a whole fucking crab. <laughs> An entire crab on two really big <laughs> pieces of bread with yeah. what I'm assuming is... Yeah. I think it's lettuce, but it's like... The size of a dinner plate? So that's a really big, like, leaf of lettuce. Oh, and just to make sure we're all aware, it's a plastic crab. Yeah, it's a total plastic crab. <laughs> it's not a real crab. And he just wants mustard for it. What? It wasn't a real crab? No. I'm it was shocked. A, it was a squeak toy. I know the I'm effects... I'm 100% shocked. The effects budget for this was whatever they found in the couch. Which was that large plastic crab. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they found that crab in the couch, yeah. Nope, we got the sandwich, guys. Be and uh, but before the guys can get to the breasts, the breasts pop themselves out from the knot hole, just in the nick of time. And it wasn't really a knot hole because it was totally like an ovoid carved cut into the wall. Why she but put them there, we don't know. She is credited as knot hole girl, so that is what Type we will call it. Lay knot hole girl. Yes, I'm sorry. It was a French production, after all. Half French. 
And this is where we learn that uh, our protagonist for this movie. Fro- Do you mean the guy who was the voice of that Frosty the Snowman cartoon they play every fucking Christmas? And that they you can hear on your smart speaker if you bark at it? Yeah. So real life Frosty the Snowman. Yeah. He is his wife has uh come down with a case of making high quality French cuisine in the microwave. It's crab and spinach, dog. That ain't no French cuisine. No, they would call it lay crab in spinach. And she made cordon blue and said it was veal for some reason. <laughs> That doesn't make any sense, confound it. <laughs> All the microwave cordon bleu I had was chicken. And just for, let me pause. The microwave looked like a commercial refrigerator unit, like maybe even a display unit that they just put a bunch of buttons on. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. That is the biggest microwave. It is powered by like- the actual sun. It's like if you took a whole body and chopped it up into pieces, you could fit it in there. Get the fuck out of here. That's what I'm betting. And the uh, the microwave is actually accredited in the film. A couple of yep. times. They thank it. Yep. I think they introduced it as well in the film. Major Electric. It's my religion yep. now. Ugh. And this is when we learn that uh, our main character is only capable of speaking in dad jokes... And uh, weird boomer phrases about his wife. Yes. And that she cannot pronounce the words like cuisine. Uh, cuisine. Yeah. Like, yeah. She's trying to be all fancy and hoity-toity, but she can't actually say any of the words properly. Yeah. Just like Chris? Yes. Chris is all Chris is often going around yelling at strangers about how hoity toity he is. Although I just And they just, just don't quick understand. Aside, quick tangent. Has anyone else had microwave chicken cordon bleu? Uh like from scratch or like the little frozen breaded ones? Uh, the frozen breaded ones. Yeah. Okay. I eat them in like just two check. bites. They're fucking delicious. Yeah, because I was like, yeah, in high school, my parents would like, go to like Aldi's and just grab whatever like cheap frozen shit that yep. was there. That's so because I, I would eat it. And it had that chicken, shit. Uh, one rectangle of ham, and the cheese that was entirely too runny. Yep, but they and were the delicious. chicken Kiev also. Yes, which was just chicken with garlic butter inside of it. Yep, a lot of garlic butter. Yep, enough to it fill was, your plate. It was almost a 50-50 ratio. Yes, I've had the same. <laughs> chicken Kievs <laughs> and chicken cordon blues. There's so there much. There we go. There's like a half a pound of butter in these motherfuckers, <laughs> and they're about the yeah, size of a baked like potato. They took a stick of, gar- a stick of butter, wrapped <laughs> chicken around it. Put that motherfucker in a box, and then they get it on the truck, and then they, you get it at your house. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make sure that I was not the only one no, who had that. I've also had the runniest fuck cordon blues and yeah. half a pound of butter Kievs. And this is where Christian's like, I'm so glad I'm a vegetarian because that sounds terrible. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, I'm not a vegetarian and that sounds terrible. <laughs> you eat your fucking yeah, but, chicken butter. But there's a chance that Brett will make you eat that at some point. <laughs> no, you're going to have chicken butter. <laughs> one chicken butter, please. <laughs> 
Oh, you mean butter chicken, sir? No, I thought this was a Wendy's. Hey, chicken butter, please. (laughs) Would you get back on fucking topic? Oh, yeah, sorry. This is definitely me. Yeah, come on. (laughs) Troy and I are trying to keep up with the narrative of the movie. So if you get back to your book and quit talking about your chicken from your fucking childhood and get back to the fucking story. Generous to get back to the narrative. You're generous. Narrative. Well, I mean, we do have the scene which is basically uh, Al and Peg sniping at each other. Yeah. Where she lights the well, fishbowl of God knows what on fire. Lamp oil? I don't know what was in there. <laughs> <laughs> I can only assume that it was a small fishbowl full of lamp oil. <laughs> <laughs> With like floating wicks in it. I don't know. I'm trying to create some ambiance. <laughs> Ow. No pig. <laughs> Flush. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like the whole thing, it was like it was like reefer badness for for like married couples. It was just I dropped the every, match in the lamp oil. Every stereotype possible of like a wife and a husband who hate each other. Yeah, right down to the we haven't had sex since nineteen sixty two bit. No, they did that yeah. though. They they got right to that when she said, "When was the last time we were romantic?" And it no, was I. I was affirming. I'm gonna punch that. you right in the fucking neck. Do you know that? He's like, it was this this place this time, and it was raining that day. <laughs> I'm running out of spots to punch you. You have to grow some more, Chris. Yeah, grow some more stuff. Get more parts. Roger that. <laughs> I don't see you trying. Bud, damn it. Yeah, I figured you'd be like grunting and gritting your teeth and stuff. I can't just manifest them at will. Well, you're not trying hard enough. That's why you can't do it. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) And if you tell me you ain't, you're lying. I feel like putting any effort into this request (laughs) is foolish. I think if you tried yelling Tetsuo. Yeah, well, I would yell uh, Kaneda. <laughs> you almost oh, yeah, got a yeah right. on that one, and then he corrected you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Whatever. You know what I was trying to say. No, I get you. Now, if you will stay on topic and uh, get back to that book. I mean, Christian will have words for me later, but that's fine. He's going to be mad because Chris keeps fucking around. Yeah, that's definitely my fault. Shut up. <laughs> so, anyway. We learn that Finally. Uh, they have a poor marriage. Yes. And, uh, and she has a lot of shit in the house. Like a lot of pedestals with like dried flop vases of dried flowers and like, I don't know, like gongs hanging on the wall. Like, all sorts of weird crap hanging like is in that house. Yeah. And uh, this movie is really a series of disconnected vignettes thinly strung together because there's like a scene at a bar where the bartender is fucking over everything the bartender is amazing the bartender is one of the best fucking movie characters ever because there's this one dude who's just like fucking like 13 sheets to the wind and he's like hey I tell this fucking like life story to the bartender. The bartender's like, dude, I don't fucking care. I ain't your fucking Just therapist, dog. Shut up and drink or get the fuck out of here. 
And so the two guys go to fi- they finish their drinks. One guy stands up. Their guy just falls off of his stool. <laughs> like he's, <laughs> he's been overserved. Yeah, they were. Been, I don't know. Those guys seem like they only read about being drunk in books. They were. Yeah. They were really trying to make a hard sell on being drunk. Yeah, I, I think only once have I ever stood up and been like, "Oh, whoa, 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 whoa!" No, I drank way more than I thought I did. <laughs> but no, that bartender was Sal. I think the bartender yeah, was think so. fucking awesome. Yeah, and it, but it's like not only is he a bartender at a bar. But there's a fucking stripper dancing in the background. They, yeah, that's uh, so. The stripper. Yeah, I brought that up, and Chris said no. She's just some woman dancing in her underwear. So that's a fair <laughs> well, I mean, point. She never actually she stripped. Did not remove any clothes right. in the during the movie. So we can only assume she was a stripper. Do places like that exist? I'm just glad that's I'm technically true. right. The best Strip kind. Clubs. No, strip not a strip with bars. No, the opposite. Bars with strip clubs. A bar with it. a sole runway. Mm. It's not a strip I club. Mean, it's more of a maintain your level of uh, not clothes club. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a yeah. I don't know what that was going on back there, but something. Ambiance. And then, uh, Atmosphere. Oh, and, then, and then he sends the waitress to go out and fix the front door. Yeah, because we needed more uh, leering male gaze. Yeah, so like she's up on a ladder and the camera is just like checking out her legs while uh, Frosty and the two uh, Olympic track boob chasers uh, go into the bar. They only stood nose to vagina with her for a couple of seconds when each one of them walked through the door, so it's fine. I mean, I was kind of surprised that the movie didn't find out, figure out a way for to get her top off, because that's just kind of what I was expecting at that point with the way things were going. That was a deleted scene. (laughs) It's a movie. I was like, I was waiting for one of them to actually bump the ladder, and she falls, and like her top catches on a nail. (laughs) Oops! I hurt my head, but my top came off. She's hanging there by her t-shirt with like her boobs out, like. I was I was legitimately surprised that did not happen. No, they just sniffed at her parts and walked on in. Yeah. Yeah. It's like who knew Sniffer's Row was at the door? And I do like uh the fact that Sam has developed his technique to get out of talking to people. <laughs> he tells us oh, a yeah, little hemorrhoid story. Whatever. I don't know. Like, like you ever remember a name anyway, Chris. That's You're fine. Chris. I am Chris. Thank you for that observation. <laughs> it makes Chris's marriage hard, but he can't remember his wife's name. But he just, he just calls her wife, and she's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you there, wife. Domestic partner. I don't, know, I don't know your name, but I know you're my wife. <laughs> you there, domestic partner. And, uh, so, yeah, there's a bar scene that doesn't really go anywhere, but happens. Yeah. It just kind of establishes the fact that they drink there, I think. Yeah. The, uh, we learn that his next-door neighbor is some sort of, uh, nymphomaniac, I guess? I don't know, like, she's like a swinger and I a So I feel like they were swingers? Yeah. They were doing something. Yeah. Yeah. Some kind of pony show. Dog a pony show. And uh old Frosty 
keeps uh, being disillusioned with his fancy lunches, so he takes to eating literal dog food. Yep. He's like, hey, you eat better than I do. I'm going to take your dog food. Yeah. Like, this is the kind of guy who would just be happy eating bologna sandwiches every day for lunch. Like, Hell, that's what he wants. Like, yeah, he'd be like, no, this is great. Let's do this every day. Yeah, well, in fairness, if my wife gave me a plastic crab sandwich, I probably would want something else. Well, it was a plastic crab salad sandwich because there was lettuce. It's true. It's a two-course meal. It was a leaf of something. It was crab salad because there was a piece of lettuce. It was something green. It was not marijuana. And, uh, uh, I don't think... Well, he shows up... Well, he comes home, he's he's drunk. What? Wasted drunk. Yeah. He's tripping. They get into a big fight over the, uh, spinach meal. He doesn't want spinach cordon bleu. Yeah. He spits a bunch of water on it, because that's a way to resolve an issue, I suppose. (laughs) Cleared it all up, didn't it? Uh... Heads to the living room where Stain Couch lives. Yep. <laughs> like, what the fuck happened to that couch? <laughs> I think they probably just grabbed it out of the trash somewhere. Because it's gross. <laughs> that or they're like, the prop department was like, well, I know this porno production. Maybe they have a couch we can use. And he is, uh, he's yelling and screaming, throwing statues around, pissing in the flowers. Yeah. He has a bit of a, uh, tantrum. He was uh, tripping. Dog? Yeah, dog. Shit, son. That was whack. And his wife, uh, dumps a plate of food on his head, which is the last straw. Yep. And he bludgeons her to death with the big salt shaker thing the salt grinder yes thank you brett you would think someone who worked food service as long as chris did would know what a salt grinder is yeah it's a salt I grinder i feel like you're uh overestimating the quality of food i produced professionally <laughs> maybe he made biscuits and gravy for 14 years well not just that I also got high by the dumpster. <laughs> That's true. He, I'm sorry. He got high by the dumpster and made biscuits and gravy for 14 you didn't years. didn't make any chipped ham? No. Just biscuits and gravy and weed. Yep, that was it. Not always in that order. <laughs> Usually weed first and then biscuits and gravy. And then more weed. And then some weed. Yeah, I mean, it makes hunger makes the uh, biscuits and gravy taste better. And he, he, uh, no, he just made it. He didn't get to have it. Oh, okay. So he drunkenly corpses up his wife, wakes up the next day, where uh, the neighbor girl does something uh, supposedly erotic. Yeah. Which ranges in eroticism from sort of to not at all. Sort of to what the fuck? Yeah. (laughs) We'll get to what the fuck later. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, he finds that he has placed his dead wife in the microwave. In her entirety, mind you. No, no, no. Her he- Is her head in the microwave or not? All of it is in there. Okay. But he removes the head from the microwave. Well, first he cooks her because he's not a maniac. Yes. No, I mean. He doesn't want to get the salmonella. Yeah. 
or Listeria. And then he uh, cooks her in the microwave on... Legionnaire's disease. On a, what, like, slow fucking broil or some weird setting a microwave doesn't have? You gotta cook it at 70 degrees in your microwave for, like, 19 hours. He literally hit the buttons low and slow and then hit start. It is the tempo, after all. I often use my microwave as a slow cooker. That's what they're known for. Microwaves are known for slow cooking. He throws a couple sticks in there to smoke the to smoke it while he's it while it's cooking. Oh, dude, you ever smoked fucking anything in a microwave? It's so great. You just start a fire with some wood and then put the meat in your microwave and start it and let it go for a couple of hours. It's pretty good. <laughs> oh shit, that's even funnier to me because my uh, my brother in law. Got a smoker, and so he was smoking some stuff. But his best friend <laughs> got a smoker, stuff. and has been smoking everything. He does smoked meatloaf. He does smoked brownies. He's smoked cheese. He's <sighs> Smo- I was like it was brownies jokingly. sounds like the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> smoked cheese is fucking awesome. I've had like smoked gouda and smoked cheddar and stuff. That's good shit. Yeah. Smoked mac and cheese is real good. I would imagine. I want to smoke yeah. brownie. I've had. I mean. Uh, Really? You've ever been in a situation where, like, if this brownie tasted a little more like hickory, I'd be in there? Well, no, I never thought of the fucking idea until somebody said it. Now I want it. <laughs> I always, but like, so I was joking with my brother-in-law today. I was like, has he made smoked risotto? <laughs> He's like, probably. He smoked everything. You got to cook it slow, dog. Yeah, I was like, you can't. You have to tell me he's not a true smoke master until he's perfectly smoked air. <laughs> It's like, yeah, it's like Zen smoking. I want smoked watermelon. <laughs> he probably has done it. Ugh. If you don't so yes, quit, but anyway. Yeah, come on, he Chris, smokes, anyway. He smokes his wife in the microwave. Jeez Louise. Yeah, like you do. And then he uh, hacks her up and puts her in tinfoil in the uh, garage refrigerator. But she's already fridge. got a bunch of Christ knows what in that refrigerator for some reason. The top of that thing it's, is clearly the freezer. That is not a freezer. The top is a freezer. And there's the rest cuisine of in there. Just sitting in the refrigerator. There's French cuisine in there. Cuisine. And he clears out space by throwing out the massless tinfoil balls. Yep. And putting uh, his dismembered wife in there. Along with her head. But is awoken later that night by uh, stock wolf noises. It turns out to be that small little rat terrier with no teeth that he has. Oh, Napoleon. Yes. <laughs> little Napoleon. Tongue always sticking out. And uh, Scared of his own food. Frosty decides he needs a little snack after all that. So he picks through the trash. <laughs> That's where I keep my snacks. <laughs> and uh, one of... One of her hands fell into the trash, and he accidentally grabs it and just eats it out of the foil, out of the trash. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. I like this trash foil. And then he realizes, oh, my God, it's my wife. I'm going to keep eating it, though, because it's okay. And I like microwave food. So he uh, likes it so much that he takes some of it with him to work the next Would day. Would you say he had a hamburger? No. Said Handburger. Still, still no. I wouldn't. How long have you been sitting on that one, Brett? I just now. Oh, okay, that's pretty good. I appreciate that one. 
hamburger. Yeah, no, I, I I hear you. And a burger. His friends are like, man, this is the best. Yeah. Oh yeah, like, that I large of this. that large piece of nondescript meat that he has the next day. The wreck of Smoked something. Meat. It's got no bones, but it's it's like I don't know the anaconda ribs. I don't know what that could be. Yeah, it's smoked meat, which in Quebec means something very close to pastrami. That's a long fucking slice of something. Like, what that even come off of? A cow. A whole big strip of cow. One cow strip, please. I mean, cows are pretty big. Yeah, but there's... It looked like a McRib with no sauce, but it was as big as a fucking surfboard. Oh, man, a surfboard McRib sounds amazing. I could go for seven or eight of those. Gross. I love me a McRib. You don't like nothing. That's not true. Your diet consists of snow cones and red hots. That's all you need. Literally, the last time the McRib came out near me, I, I went through the drive-thru and gra- I got like three or four of them and just ate them on the way home. And then was hungry like an hour later. Oh, yeah. So they're all filler and circus animals. <laughs> oh, but man, it was so good. Mostly circus animal. <laughs> all the clown you can eat. Clown meat? But this uh, revelation of Flavor Town. Has got old Frosty deciding that he needs to keep his supply up. Yes. So uh, he's at the bar. Well, he one also night. was he was also watching some TV show about the perfect crime and how like every criminal gets caught except for like I don't know if you could like eat the evidence then maybe like there wouldn't be any evidence left for the cops to find. Hmm. Yeah, dude and, ate five hundred thousand like, dollars worth of caviar. It was the perfect crime. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he goes to the bar. And, uh... Old Sal. There's a commercial sex worker. Yep. And, uh, Sal ain't having it. He kicks her out. Because this is a high-class establishment. Yeah, you can tell by the velvet curtain that covers the entrance. Yes. And the and lowbrow the sign. In the background. Signs on a runway, and uh, Frosty heads out. And he's he's like, man, Sal shouldn't have kicked you out like that. That was super rude. And she's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Innuendo, innuendo. Yeah. And, and he's I, like, innuendo. Yeah, basically says he hasn't used his uh, tallywhacker. Yeah, since the sixties. And she's like, uh, innuendo, innuendo, go back to your place. Yeah. She's like, oh, we can't just be standing, seen standing around here talking because then it'll look like I'm bargaining and can't have that. Because if, if someone thinks that she's bargaining and lowering her price, then everyone's going to expect her to lower her price. Yeah, which implies that she has a sign or something saying what the that, standard price is. It's bad business, dog. Yeah, I mean... She has a menu she keeps on her. So they uh, head back to his place. It's got one of the little cue codes. You just scan it. Yep. 
And she's a little, he's a little nervous at first, but finally uh, goes to seal the deal. He remembers. Well, he remembers like that he can't really. He, the last time he got an erection was when he was killing his wife. Yeah. So, in order to uh, to seal the deal with commercial sex worker, he goes and gets an apron and. Well, this a, this time he just uh, smothers her with a pillow. Oh, that's right. That weird flower pillow. Yeah. And then hacks and that, her up. But apparently has sex with her at some point. Yeah, he has sex with her and then smothers her at the end. He takes yes. care of his work. Yeah. And uh, cuts her up. And then it's basically this is this is the movie now is our continuing adventures of seduction and uh, cannibalism. Yep. He uh, seduces Big Bird's illegitimate child. Yeah. What the fuck was going <laughs> on with that? That was fucking nuts. Yeah, there was like just a lady dancing that in a Big was Bird costume. Way out of left field. Yeah, like outside of a pawn shop. And it was art, apparently. Yeah. Performance art. And by seduce, I mean trade dad jokes back and forth until finally the panties drop. Because that's yeah. how anything works. What you know? The what what horrified me most about this movie was him like honing his knife on the uh, the handle of that uh, grill fork. Yeah, like oh cool, make it real dull before you use it. Good job. <laughs> I was like, that's not how that works. Uh, it's always good is to have somebody on my side of things. <laughs> Not me. Never on I your like, side. What is he doing? <laughs> Tell off this knife real good. He was honing his knife with the meat fork. <laughs> but first That's he seduces you... Big Bird. Yeah. That's what you do when you're at the prime rib station, right? Is you uh, hone the knife on the, the meat fork. And I, uh... That's I, how I do it. I I'm do a terrible like, cook. Uh, how he seduces Big Bird by being like, no, nah, I'm not a creepy sex pervert. Let's go back to my house and have sex. Yep. And she's like, cool. So he uh, kills Big Bird. Yep. Uh, feeds uh, it to his friends. They love it. Yep. They're now yep. Uh, living that single lifestyle where they go out bowling. Yes. When they finish bowling, they just tuck bowling balls into the back of the truck of the car full of ketchup, which is fucking great. <laughs> yeah, like it's, it just like bursts when it lands on it. It's so fucking dumb. <laughs> His car is just like literally like has layers of like dirt on it, like just resting on it. Like there's little just like chunks of dirt resting on his car all the time. And it's like full of wrappers and like bags and shit. And he's got like fucking like McDonald's wrappers stuffed between his window, his windshield and the dashboard. Like it is like every like it's like someone who's owned that car since they were a teenage boy. Yeah, it's weird. You're it weird. Is gross. Uh, next door neighbor lady is still being overtly sexual in varying degrees of successfulness. Ooh, 
I think this is when we talk about her planting her garden. <laughs> well, first is uh, first is the hose scene where she is just spraying a bunch of water in a single spot on her yard. It's more of a pouring even than the spraying. She's yeah, just, like, well, she, and the... she, but she like squats down. Yeah, sensually. So it looks like she's peeing. Yeah, it's I bizarre. Guess. She's peeing way too much, and it's clear as all get out, and it's coming from a garden hose. Well, she drinks a lot of water. Oh, Atlanta, a lot of water. I'm so sorry. And uh, very hydrated. We can't forget also the erotic apple biting. Yes. Because nothing more erotic than that, said nobody I'm aware of. It's only erotic when you made it erotic right now. Well, the only thing more erotic is the Kaylee eating a strawberry scene in Firefly. Fair. I don't know. That prostitute was licking the cherry. Yeah, I guess she was. I'll still go with Kaylee. And, uh... And then, then, then her gardening prowess. Yes. Is also and she important. uses a very special gardening tool, Chris. A vibrator. Yes, a vibrator. Thank you. Yep. Like, no I was frills. like, that's fucking hilarious. I started laughing out loud at that. I thought that was fucking hilarious. Because you had that moment of what the fuck, and then you're like, oh, well, maybe that actually would kind of like dig a hole quicker. I don't know. <laughs> And uh, as all this soil is loosening going on, his wife's sister shows up. Yes, because she hasn't heard from her sister in days. Evelyn. Yeah. And uh, he has the head of his wife for reasons because it's been teleporting around. Because <laughs> shut up. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's it's just like it's like Mrs. Voorhees' head. Yeah. It goes where it's needed. Yes. Not where it's wanted. It's the head we need, not the head we want. <laughs> and uh, he tricks her into thinking her sister is okay by putting blankets under uh, the blanket on the bed and putting the severed head there so she thinks she's sleeping because yeah. apparently it's a, like a nine-year-old kid's idea of how to hide. <laughs> I wouldn't have known anything was amiss. And uh, she goes in to check on her, and she's like, oh no, it's a severed head. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Frosty has a conundrum, because he can't let her leave the house, but he doesn't want to have sex with her, so therefore he can't kill her and eat her. Yeah, because you can only kill and eat what you want to have sex with, like it says in the Bible. Duh. Or have or have had sex with. Because I'm pretty sure he didn't want to have sex with his wife anymore, but I think he had had sex with his wife, so it was okay. He done been up all in the guts. Yes. A factual statement, I suppose. It's the other gut he works. Yikes. Yeah. Shut up! But to this movie's credit, it does stick with the internal consistency of this rule set. <laughs> internal <laughs> consistency. Yeah, hilarious. And so he shoves something in her mouth and ties her up and puts her in a closet. It's a bread. Bread. It's yeah. a bread. Okay. One bread. <laughs> Not a loaf. 
a just bread. a bread. Yeah, just one single bread. Not even a slice. Um, one unit bread, please. He abducts another. It's possible she's a commercial sex worker. Possible she's a hitchhiker. It's unclear. All we know is that she is. He is spreading mayonnaise on her. Yeah, and giant bread. Yeah, like just like like it looks like fucking like he's frosting her with frosting, and then has a giant piece of bread to put on her. It felt so kinky, she said. Yeah. Um. Also, he needs. Uh, he's having trouble cooking everybody properly, so he goes to the hardware store, Chris. Yeah, because he needs a uh, six-foot cookie sheet, or possibly an elephant cooking bag. Yeah. And uh, the hardware man is not having any of this shit. Hardware man. Get out of here with your weird order. Calls the Coast Guard to be informed that the coast is clear, which is way funnier than it has any goddamn right to be. It was pretty funny. (laughs) Then he sees himself in the mirror and is like, oh, you again. We're closed. We're closed and wanders (laughs) off. And that's this movie every so often just people show up for fucking 45 seconds and then they're gone forever and never mentioned again. And they're always and amazing. It's weird as fuck. They're great. Yeah, at some point we meet up with uh the most problematic of things that occur in this movie, which is a bold statement. <laughs> which one's that? Uh that would be the uh pagan meats. Yeah, pagan meat guy. Oh yes. Yeah, which there's no reason for that to be in this movie. Like it doesn't, like he doesn't doesn't talk to anybody. Nope. Doesn't get cooked. Nope. Nope. Just a a black guy gets out of a van that says like pagan meats, and he's dressed like a fucking like like racist stereotype witch doctor. His his skull was like a fox and a skunk. Yeah, and it just happens. And he, he, had a, he, had a, and he had a pet carrier. It doesn't say a single word. No dialogue. Nope. He's just there nope. for... It was an accident. He was just there for a second. And he, like, crosses the street, and the scene ends. Yep. Yeah. It's never brought up again. That That's not even... That is the joke, I guess. Pagan meat. Yeah. Like, it, it was just Captain WTF should be that guy's name. <laughs> Yeah, every so often something will just happen, and it's like, okay, I guess we're moving on. But now to get to something near and dear to my heart, the the construction guys, mm-hmm. they want to go to a wrestling show. Yeah, because that's where all the crazy wrestling girls are. Yeah. That's where you pick up all the good chicks. Is Those wrestling, wrestling show. chicks are wild. <laughs> Well, first, let's I back hear. up just a, just a hair. Okay. One hair. Because old Frosty's been having some trouble. When he operates his microwave, he has a medical issue. Yeah. Because it turns out he has a pacemaker from when he was a big fatty fat. Yes. So he but he's goes lost a lot of weight. Oh. To Dr. Nix. Yes. He was playing darts with full syringes. Yep. You gotta get the weight. What was right. the guy's name? Doctor Von Fool. Von Der Fool. Oh yes, Von Der Fool. 
Yeah, because bar. And uh, he basically says, hey, it's fine. Don't worry about your pacemaker not working every so often. That's totally fine. I'm a legitimate medical doctor. I went to yeah. legitimate medical doctor schooling. Hi, everybody. And you've lost weight, so uh, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. Did you go to fancy upstairs medical college, too? <laughs> and his uh, nurse comes in, who he threatens with uh, grievous bodily harm. She sure does, right yeah. away. And she giggled the whole time. Yeah, like, when she was leaving, I have a feeling the actress just couldn't hold it together when he, like, yelled at her as she was leaving. Yeah, she couldn't <laughs> hold it together the whole time that she gave her line. <laughs> and uh, also, apparently, he did talk to, Frosty also talked to a psychiatrist at some point who thought that he was being metaphorical when he was speaking about, like, eating people and stuff. But he wasn't. Uh, but the doctor's like, that's fine. Just keep doing what you're doing. The yeah. Psychiatrist, the, the therapist. Yeah. The therapist was like, whatever. You're fine. And he's like, okay. It's all good in the hood. The the brain doctor and the body doctor have signed off on what I'm doing, so I guess I'm fine. <laughs> and this is when they decide to hit the wrestling show. Yeah. Well, did not whole girl show up again before that? To talk to Mustache, who was like macking on her, but then she sees the hot construction worker. Oh, that was way back at the beginning that we glossed over casually. Yeah, but yeah, so there's there's a very hot, like ripped construction worker guy there who uh, the joke is turns out to be gay. Yeah, that's the whole bit. But Indeed. So this, this is the level. That's the level this movie's operating on. Just yeah, in case you haven't figured that out yet. So uh, they're gonna hit the wrestling show. We learned that uh, some secret man has been writing riddles on the dirt on his car, Frosty's car. Yeah. But don't worry, it doesn't fucking mean anything or matter. They never bring it yeah, back it up. Yeah. Um, Frosty wants to pick up some Chinese food before he goes. Yeah, so he heads down to a... Chinatown? China. Yep, to abduct a woman. Who yes. we don't see, oddly enough. We just see uh, varying levels of uh, racially insensitive uh, stuff on his kitchen counter. Yeah. Like, I know there's a pair of chopsticks there. There's the, a wig. Yeah, with chopsticks in the hair. Uh... And those glasses. The glasses. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't have, like, a pair of buck teeth or something on on the table, too. Like, but, you know, and, I guess uh, they couldn't be completely terrible, just mostly terrible. Yeah. And the boys show up looking for uh, Frosty in their wrestling finery, which is amazing. Because there is a black man who they forced to speak in terrible jive half of the time. And you can tell that this, the dude is not, like, this is not how he talks. No. And especially this scene, like, he gets extra jive. Yeah, in, like, a weird way. Yeah. 
And just so you know, they were going to go to the wrestling show in, like, the best leisure suits you've ever seen. The yeah. one guy looked like a pimp, and the other guy's suit was plaid. <laughs> but they find Frosty lying on the ground, lying on the floor of his kitchen, unconscious. Just as the microwave goes off, so the light comes on, and they see all of the uh, varying arms and legs in the microwave. You could have just said yeah, limbs. I, I could have. I'm pretty sure that lady had more than two arms and two legs. She was gory. Based, based on the contents of the, the, the microwave. Speaking of Goro, you, did you watch Mortal Kombat yet, either one of you? Yes. Yes. And what did you think of it? Give us me, Give me your quick uh, impressions of it. It's pretty good. Tolerable. It was a movie about That's, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, like it's an okay action movie. Probably better than average video game movie. I like that they shoehorned in uh, phrases from the game, like fatality and flawless victory. I like that they pulled that one random character out of thin air for the movie. Which one? Oh, the, the main character? Yep, that's the one. <laughs> I like how they gave yeah. him the worst superpower they could possibly give a person. Uh, armor. <laughs> I don't know, you have a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Kung Lao was awesome. Kung Lao was awesome. He was my awesome. favorite. Liu uh, Kang no was baller. Kano was the best. Kano was nah. great. No, nah, I was not a big Kano fan, actually, in that I one. I liked Kano. Kano was awesome. He was abrasive and unpleasant. Yeah. Yeah. I like I like Cabal, this. except they didn't get the uh, ground razor blade move out of Cabal. You got the running sure and the little hook knife things, but he See, made I a don't razor know Cabal, blade because I only know up through like Mortal Kombat two. So Cabal's exciting. He was fun. But yep, enough about that. There's your bonus movie about. review. Yep. Yeah. Mortal Kombat. It's okay. If you have time to kill, watch it on HBO Max. It was I. But anyway. Kung Lao's the best. So, uh, Frosty's dead. Everybody panics. Uh, the house goes up for sale. The moving men find, uh, the still trapped sister-in-law. And just the guy's like, whoa, man, check this out. Never spoke of again. <laughs> yeah. That's literally what he says when he opens the closet. Uh, turns out the microwave was wired bad, which isn't good for pacemakers, which causes the severed head of his wife in the freezer's eyes to glow. I'm telling you that opens up for the sequel. Yeah. Yes. Poltergeist. The reheadening. And that's pretty much it, aside from the totally legitimately French credits. The French yeah. credits were awesome. Well, it wasn't credits so much as a menu at a French restaurant. Yeah. It was to make it fancy. And that was Microwave Motocross. <laughs> Malamute Mustard Gas. Malabar so Mustafa. Yeah, Moon Pie Menagerie. What do you think, Hot Lena? Malkovich Mahjong. It's a piddlick in the middle. Eh? You'd stay away from my middle. 
I liked it. It was fucking great. It was how many 300 and whatever episodes were in? Yes. This was quite possibly one of the most Slaughterhouse Princess movies ever made. Um, everything was over the top. The the horrible dad joke dialogue is the cringiest but funniest stuff you'll ever want to see. Everything about this is great. All the interactions with the the husband and the wife till she dies is awesome. They're both just the most broken people you could imagine. The other construction worker guys, they're absolute dogs, but it's hilarious. And yeah, no, this was this was ideal for our, our little outfit here. So thank you, Cousin Brett. Microwave Massacre is one of my... He's my cousin. Microwave Allegedly. Massacre. I'll burn Chris. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Ugh. That will stop me. Yeah, that'll teach you several <laughs> states away. <laughs> but now this one's all the way up. Lit. Yeah. Uh, this, this one... It is somehow simultaneously aged incredibly poorly and incredibly well. Oh yeah, it's not politically correct at all. Yeah. It's, uh... It's got its problematic things. There's some very poor depictions of all sorts of stuff. But it is... I mean, it is definitely a joke. Like... They knew what they were doing. This is not serious. This is goofy. This is dumb. This is... It's Animal House. Yeah. It is absurd. Stuff just happens for no discernible reason. I... I find it to be a very lovely trash fire of a thing. I'm a big fan. Would you say that it's lit? I would never say that. Don't ever imply <laughs> that I would. <laughs> what what action did it make you want to take, Chris? Uh, maybe all the way up. I, I'm considering purchasing it on Blu-ray so <laughs> I can have it at all times. Because currently it's on Amazon Prime. Prime, yeah, in the U.S. at least. I don't know about anywhere else, but that's where we're at. Yes. But I mean, it's short. You'll know pretty much within the first couple of minutes if this is something you can get down with. And I give it like fifteen minutes because the first like five minutes is just complete nonsense, fan service. Yeah, and it's one of those movies where. I say I like it, and if you were to say, hey, this movie's problematic and has serious issues in our modern day and age, I would say, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to argue with that. If you don't like it, I'm not going to remotely try to justify my enjoyment of it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not going to try to talk you into liking this movie, sorry. Yeah, it's totally understandable if you're like, this is trash. But you know what? It's my kind of trash. What do you think, Troy? Uh, this movie is fucking wild. Like it is, it's a weird follow up to reefer madness because it's kind of got that weird satirical edge to it. 
only it's not quite as like, hey, 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 look at me. I'm satirizing this thing as like Reefer Badness was. Uh, but yeah, like it's it is a fucking movie. I, <laughs> I liked it, I guess. I feel bad saying I like it because, yeah, like it's there's all kinds of things wrong with this movie, but it's still highly enjoyable at the same time. So I don't think you guys have said anything I haven't said or I haven't thought. So, yeah, I I hate to say it, but watch it. But watch it knowing that it is a piece of garbage, but enjoy it for the lovely piece of garbage that it is. Yeah. So what are we watching next week, Chris? I don't remember already. I'm not going to lie. It's called Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. It is the 1973 version of it. And it was suggested by one of my friends named Dennis, who has never suggested a movie for the podcast before. Dennis! Thank you, Dennis. Yeah. He were, he was like, man, there's this movie I remembered as a kid. And he's been he's been writing like an autobiography that he just wanted to write, not because he wants to publish it or anything. And it reminded and writing about it and thinking about his childhood made him think about this movie. And so he's like, you know, you guys should do that for the podcast because it fucked me up as a kid. And I'm like, okay. I like movies so, that fuck kids up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I watched Poltergeist when it came out on HBO, and I was it did not like give me nightmares or anything. So I guess I was I was built for horror movies, I guess. I watched a lot of Beastmaster as a kid. And Kroll. And those both have like their Lovecraftian sides to it and neither one of those fucked me up or maybe those all fucked me up and i just don't realize it so what if other folks would like us to relive their childhood traumas with them how would they do that me yes you i'm a childhood trauma you certainly are at least to your children you can find us on the facebooks because we're slaughterhouse facebooks you can find us on the internet at slaughterhouseprincess.com Slaughterhouse Princess Podcast at gmail.com.com. Tell us what to do and stuff. Uh, YouTube and iTunes and iHeartRadio and Spotify and the internet. Uh, Reddit. Discord store and Patreon.slaughterhouseprincess.com. All that mess. That's as good as I was hoping for. Yep. Better or worse than usual. So come back next time for the thing I forgot already. Yeah. And while other podcasts think about movies, we'll drink about movies so we don't be afraid of the dark. Bye. I screamed remix and then I mashed the drill. <laughs>